you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Welcome to Witch Police Radio. This is a bit of a different episode uh, than you might be used to, although I have done episodes like this before. Uh, You know, most of the people who listen to the podcast are Winnipeggers or are elsewhere in Manitoba. And as everyone knows, at this time of year, there's an election happening. There's elections happening, not just in the city of Winnipeg, but, you know, other cities across the province, Brandon, Portage, wherever, there are municipal elections going on at the end of October. And so whenever there's an election happening locally and there are people with connections to sort of the main thrust of this show, which is the local music scene who are involved running as candidates. I like to try and have uh, like kind of special election episodes and and talk to people about, you know, what inspired them to get involved in politics and and what, what Winnipeg needs and what, uh, you know, Manitoba needs or whatever level of politics we're talking about. But today I have two candidates um, in different writings uh, in Winnipeg for council in the upcoming election. And you're both in different writings and, and you're not in my writing. So I kind of feel like I always have to make it clear that I'm not endorsing anyone or not saying do or don't vote for anyone. I just want people to vote. I want people to find out what the reasons are, what the issues are that they feel are important to improve the city however they feel it needs to be improved. And I want people to do the research and get out and vote. So um, both of you have been on the podcast before in different contexts over the years. So I think the best way to start this off is if the two of you, because it's a music show, want to introduce yourselves and just like give a bit of background about what your bona fides are in the local music scene and you know what some of the the, the bands you've been in the past and things like that. So um, let's just start with Omar because you're in the top corner on my screen right now. So introduce yourself and just uh, you know a bit of background about what you've done uh, musically in Winnipeg. Uh, I guess my name is Omar Kinneroth. I'm running in uh, Daniel McIntyre for the city council seat there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess my first contact with the Winnipeg music scene was pretty much when I was like 14 or 15 going to shows at the uh, at, at the West End Cultural Center. I went to Gordon Bell High School, so like it's not too far. So we'd always get the posters for events and then we would always like go there and from there i mean just getting involved in the punk scene and the hardcore scene in the city um was like pivotal 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 to my upbringing you know what i mean like it's a bit very a focal point of, of what 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 made me who i am and from there i played in a few bands i played in intifada shut up winnipeg hardcore 1998 uh and uh when later on we Later on, I played in a band called Rogue Nation, and just always around. I like all well, some of my best friends playing in bands, and uh, you know, going to shows, booking shows whenever I can, and stuff like that. When I was when I was a lot younger, um, 
yeah, always being involved and trying to keep my ear to the ground of what's going on in the music scene. You know, thanks to shows like yours, Sam, you know, to, to keep us old heads all up to date <laughs> on, on what's on the new new. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my background. And like as far as like politics and stuff, I don't, I don't think I'd be doing this if it wasn't for the music. I was I wouldn't be an organizer if it wasn't for for the music and stuff that I was into and kind of like the mid to late 90s and stuff. It kind of just set me off on this course, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, you know, I've, uh, I'm Natalie Smith. Uh, I'm running for Monarski City Council seat as well. Yeah, sorry, um, I, I didn't know, want to introduce you, so I didn't want to take your, steal your thunder and introduce you for you. I wanted you no, to... No, that's, yeah. that's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, and, um, you know, like, I've been um, making and writing music since I was probably... Uh, I started playing guitar when I was 11, and I started writing music when I was about 13. And um, it's always been very closely linked to, um, you know, the experiences of growing up as a queer person in Steinbeck, Manitoba. So, you know, it was always like a very strong creative outlet for me. And I knew from a very young age I was very interested in politics. So for me, music and politics have always been very interlinked. Um, you know, I started playing in Winnipeg bands uh, in my early 20s and um, been, you know, playing shows around the city ever since. Uh, you know, most recently, I think most people will know me from the band Silence Kit uh, that I was in from like 2016 through 20, end of 2019. Um, you know, and that gave me a lot of really cool opportunities to sort of, um, you know, really see what the music industry is all about. And it kind of showed me, you know, uh, as a, you know, someone in my late twenties, um, at the time really showed me just kind of how, um, just how messed up everything really is and it made me realize how much i really love winnipeg and i want to stay connected to winnipeg and so in the last few years um you know i've been really thinking about how to politically get more involved and i recently joined the band molly grub as well so it's good to be back in the music scene so i'm kind of in this weird spot where i was doing like it felt like i was doing nothing for two years which of course was like perfectly lined up with the, the <laughs> pandemic lockdowns um but now it's like now i'm playing music again and now i'm running as a, as a city council candidate so um yeah it feels really good to be able to sort of have um you know kind of a finger in two pots at the same time that i've always been you know a part of so cool well and i think that one thing that both of you touched on too is that is that music and politics are you are, are fairly intertwined i mean regardless of genre i mean the, the, it's something that's always sort of been there is having a a voice to represent whatever community you're representing or whatever issue you you know you want to bring to the forefront music's always been a really strong way to do that but but i mean it's one thing to you know write a song with a political message and it's another thing entirely to actually you know go about the process of running for office and I, I mean like shout out to everyone who's who's doing it regardless of where they sit politically i, I would never do it i can't imagine the, the the stress and the pressure and the just just the amount of work that goes into a campaign why I mean, this is a question for both of you, I guess, whoever wants to answer first, but why now? What made you feel like this is kind of the time to to step in? Because I know you've both done work, you know, a lot of work within the communities. And I mean, you've, you've been around, you're, you're familiar names and faces in both of your areas in terms of just being part of, of what's going on. But why this election? Why did it feel like this is the time to sort of take that step beyond just being an organizer or a community member or whatever? Nat, <laughs> you want to grab that? You know, that's a really tough question because, you know, um, I don't know. It, it, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because we're all a little bit crazier now because of all that, you know, the isolation brain. But I don't know. I just feel that 
I think it, it's a combination of knowing that we're having a new mayor coming in. So no matter what, there's going to be someone new kind of leading everything. Um, and that kind of, I think, gives us a, a jumping off point to potentially making some other changes there. Um, but I think part of it, too, is, you know, if you really look at how to really like legitimately change things, it's a lot easier to change things in, on a municipal level um, without having, you know, as entrenched political parties or, you know, those sort of structures. Um, and so there's a lot more room for grassroots um, people and, and ideas. And, you know, I think that, that the last few years have seen, we're, we're seeing a lot more of, you know, at least from, from at least where I stand and, and where, where Omar stands on these issues, like it's a lot more visible as to like the cracks in our society, right? Like it's so much more evident. It's not that this stuff wasn't there before, but you can't look away. Like it's there all the time. So yeah, maybe that's part of it too. Yeah, um, I think for me, it was kind of like it came to heads or kind of around like the pandemic, right? Like when the pandemic started, you can you can see how poor our leadership at all levels was in just reaction, reacting to basic things. And like um, like around the same time, like at the beginning of the pandemic, I started mutual aid society and like we we're getting hammered with like requests and like just basic help and resources. And, you know, and I thought. And I thought to myself, hey, we're doing this with zero dollars um, You using like old school DIY punk rock ethics, you know, just getting it done. Uh, you know, why aren't these people um, who are in charge? Why can't they have the same type of energy or the same urgency or the same type of organizational acumen as like we do? You know, when they have a budget for it as well. And, yeah. <laughs> and they have a budget for it. And, we, like, and we're like, we're we're doing all this work and, you know, connecting with the community, connecting community members with each other. And, and for me, it was, it was just that, just to see how, just like how poor, like the reaction was to a crisis, you know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, that kind of got, got the idea started in my head, like, of like, okay, well, I mean, but at, like at the same time for the last couple of years, I was waiting for somebody like somebody else to kind of jump in and Daniel McIntyre was like, Oh, maybe this person will do it. Or this person will be a good candidate. But then, you know, it was kind of overall frustration kind of going into spring. Um, and like nobody's showing up, like nobody's like doing it, or maybe somebody's going to do it, but they're from kind of from the same old clique that always loses in Daniel McIntyre or whatever. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, that's it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because like I wasn't gonna let the incumbent go unchallenged, um, and yeah, you know, here I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just uh, it's been a trip, that's for sure. Well, just kind of jumping off what you just said too. Uh, th there's a lot of ridings in this election that don't have. I mean, there's two councilors who were just acclaimed, and there's yeah. like a lot of other uh, where it's just a two or three person contest. There's a few that are larger, um, but I mean, for the most part, it, it's it there's like slim pickings for for candidates. What do you think, what is the reason for that? I mean, I know, Natalie, you were in a story um, recently about uh, the lack of women running running for office. And I mean, like, what what is the issue here? Why are people having, why is there a struggle to get candidates? Especially when, you know, as you both said, there, there's issues. I mean, there, there's things happening in Winnipeg that, that are affecting everyone, regardless of what their background is or their, you know, financial situation or anything. I mean, we're all being affected by it. Why aren't people showing up? It's hard. Big time. <laughs> you know it's not easy like it's it's 
you know, going through this now. And, and that's probably going through the same thing. This is probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to have your mind in check, like all the time. You need to be responsive all the time. Um, and, you know, talking to a hundred people a day isn't easy. Luckily for me, I have that ex extroverted personality and I can, I can just do it. Um, but that's still exhausting. Like as for, for someone extroverted, um, it takes a lot out of them. Right. Sure. And it's, it's, it's like, and then when I get home, I just want silence. I just want like, no, like to talk to nobody, you know, and it's, it's not easy. And I can see why people don't take that step. You know what I mean? But I also feel that it's necessary, um, for folks, um, who I feel like have better or like organizational skills or who, who are better speakers uh, who have more education in these, in these types of fields have more knowledge to take them so it's like a, a lot of it is like it is hard but but at the same time i think overall like um in like in this regard especially like when it comes in the realm of progressives like there's a huge fear of failure right. you know what i mean um where like i don't know, i don't think i i have that same fear because it's like it's just a learning experience. Like these are just the trials of, of your life. And, you know, like this, this has been the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done too. Like win or lose, I'm going to come out of this, like a completely new person, you know, from, from what I learned. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Like, yeah. I, do I want to win? I mean, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like at the same time, if I don't win, you know, it's, it's, you know, not for a lack of trying. Like I've put a lot of time, a lot of effort into this. And yeah, it, it's it's exhausting. I really love talking to people. I love talking to community members. The amount of times I talk to people who I know that like aren't aligned with me on a lot of political issues are some of the best conversations I have because, yeah. you know, like one of the things and, and I'm sure that uh, Omar can can relate to this is like, you know, I live in a very working class neighborhood. So like you know, the vast majority of people um, who um, are voters in, in this ward are people just like me who are struggling to put food on the table, who are struggling to keep a roof over the head, who are, you know, so, you know, everyone's coming from that perspective of things are really messed up. We need some change. And, you know, people are people who you I would have get, never guessed would believe some of the things that they're telling me, you know, are, are, are believing these things because we're just in this position right now. I mean, when I when I when I go literally just down any street and talk to people about some of their experiences recently, you know, you know, calling 911 being told, hey, we can't no one's going to show up for an hour. No one's going to show up for an hour. Like that's. That's just it's it's unbelievable. It's it's disgusting is what it is, because, you know, if if there's no one there and like this isn't just police like this, this is 911 in general. Right. Like our hospitals are backed up. Um, you know, the there's no you know, paramedics are, are, you know, having to stay with people in their hospitals for for hours. So like there's no one like someone has a heart attack like like it's 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 we're in, just in complete and utter failure of, of society and so like people are like well we have to do something and i think that means that people are a lot more open to you know new ideas and that also makes it a little bit easier uh, but at the same time you know like the same people with like the same uh, funders are, are running again and they're tough to beat because like i mentioned earlier there isn't that political 
you know, the political party structure. So it's all name recognition. So, you know, it's just, it's a lot of work. You know that as a non-incumbent, you face a really big uphill battle. Um, and, you know, a lot of the incumbents decided to run this year. And so I think that's part of the reason. Like, if you think about it, like my writing, or sorry, my, my, my ward. Right, ward, um, I keep saying five, writing, but it's ward. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, yeah. There, there's five people running. Um, including an incumbent. And that's like pretty rare because two areas without incumbents are the other ones that have like the significant amount of like five and six um, candidates running, right? So like it shows that a lot of people are are fearful because it's so hard running against that incumbent. And so if we had fewer incumbents running, we probably would see a lot more people um, taking an opportunity at it. I mean, look look at Fort, uh, Fort Gary or uh, Fort Rouge last time, you know, like Jenny Gerbassi stepped down and there was what, six or seven people that stepped up. And that was like a pretty, pretty interesting race. Um, But yeah, like two people are acclaimed, a bunch of other people are running against like maybe one or two other people. So, um, you know, we gotta, we gotta look at all sorts of different things in the the upcoming few terms. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe term limits is one of those things, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll write it. You second it when we get in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. First thing, yeah. yeah. First things first. This is like, yeah, like Nat said, I think to, like, you know, getting more people involved, more diverse uh, voices involved in council will only make the city better. Sure, yeah. Um, and But we have to allow the opportunity for that. You know what I mean? Uh, we have to allow for uh, different types of folks, working class folks to, you know, to do this because this is not, you know, it's not cheap to do. And, you know, I feel blessed for the support that I got, but it's nowhere near, you know, what the other candidates are doing. And even with the small resources Nat and I have, it's like this is it's not a walkover. You know what I mean? Like we're you know, we're we're, we're putting up a fight here and they recognize it. So it's, you know, like well, something is like money is one thing. Name recognition is one thing. But I mean, you can't especially in working class neighborhoods. Hey, working class people understand one thing man, work. Yeah. You know, if you put in the work, they'll recognize it. So, you know, we'll, we'll continue to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this, I, I'm sure if you had the answer to this, you'd already be, you know, running shit. But <laughs> what is the, uh, I mean, I like, like I, I can't remember which one of you said this at the beginning, but, you know, the municipal race is, is so much more important for people's direct uh, things that they deal with in their direct everyday lives than, than the federal one, especially. But people are so less informed and so less interested, it seems, in just, you know, following up on who the candidates are and what the issues are in their own local communities. And, I mean, how, how do we, is there a way to solve that? How, how do we get people, especially young people? Because I think that, you know, older people have been voting for decades. A lot of them are pretty entrenched in their ideas. They, they know who they want to vote for. They've maybe supported the same candidate for three or four elections now, if it's someone who's been running, you know, been there for a long time. How do you get young people to, like, first of all, care about municipal politics, and then how do you get them to, to get involved, whether it's as a candidate or, or just to be, you know, in, involved in someone's campaign, or, or just even learning about who they're, you know, I'm in one of the writings that has a multitude of candidates, and it's a lot of work to even just look up who everyone is and find out what they stand for and make sure that not only, you know, this person is someone I want to win, but these people I don't want, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, find out, you know, separate who, who whose ideas represent me, and I think there's a lot of people not doing that, especially younger people like how do we fix that if that's, we can. i mean yeah that's a that's a that's the i think it's the age-old question you know because there's always there's, there's always new kids coming into the to the mix when it comes to elections right so i you know it, it's tough because like i i don't 
like I'm I'm not on I'm not obviously like actively ignoring uh, young people, but it is tough to reach young people. You know, like if I'm knocking on on doors, most of the time it's it's in houses. So it's going to be either someone who's renting that house and maybe is a little more established and has a family, or it's you know um, an old an older couple who's probably voted for you know how many elections now. So yeah, it, it it's really tough reaching reaching kids um, and the youth. You know, and I say that as someone who I think a lot of people would still consider to be a youth. So uh, I don't know. It, it's tough um, because there's, it, you know, I mean, and I think it really shows in, especially in, you know, areas of, of my ward that have, you know, significant levels of poverty, you know, all these uh, people are just so checked out because, you know, they're lied to all the time, you know, about what what things are going to come to them because they know that nothing in in politics is really for them at the end of the day. Right. So, you know, I think that that's also something that we, we need to look into is just like, how do we treat people who don't show up in general? And we have to ask the question of, of why. Um, and the question is because they know it's a bunch of BS. So it's really important for me in particular to really, you know, be in those areas and talk to those folks and let them know that, like, no, like, part of part of my campaign is is a big part of it. it's fighting for, for people like you because, you know, it's it's been you know a select few voices with you know a select few interests for way too long, and I think that again, kind of piggybacking off of this, let's keep talking about the working class folks, but you know they recognize hard work, but they also understand they can tell what's genuine and what isn't, and and that's definitely something that I I. I've talked to folks about it all the time. Like people will say to me, like, you know, I don't usually like some of the ideas you have here on your, your information aren't usually what I line up with, but you seem like a pretty genuine person. So I really like that. And I think that's also part of it because like ideas are one thing, but it's about like how you come across. And, you know, if you're, if you're very personable and you're willing to listen, first of all, like that's huge. So that's also part of it. So I think that's, that's something that, you know, anyone who wants to run in future elections and is concerned about that, that's something you got to think about. You got to be real and you got to be willing to listen and not just be like, my ideas are great. And that's why I'm running. You got to run because you want to listen to people and because you want to build things. That's, that's interesting you say that because that, that has come up on this show talking about music. There's... Uh this might be just my impression that I keep forcing on people, but I definitely have the idea, and a lot of people have agreed with me, that, that Winnipeggers and Manitobans, but Winnipeggers in general, have um, a very strong bullshit detector uh, when it comes to music. And I mean, a lot of the reason certain bands don't work out here and some and other ones do isn't necessarily about, you know, just raw talent. It's about how honest and how believable and how genuine they come across with their art. And I think it's the same thing goes for politics. I think people can smell, you know, when someone is is being fake and when they're not honestly portraying themselves the way that they actually are. And I, I, th- I think that there's a lot of people in the city who want to ha- have someone representing them who they can they can believe in, right? They, can, they, they Not just, I like this guy's ideas, I like this, this woman's ideas, I like this, whatever. They want to have someone that they actually can, can see as, as a representative of them and that the person means it. I think that's a, a huge thing. Yeah, it's huge. Like, authenticity is like, you know what I mean? Especially now, I feel like in, in, uh, like in this day and age, like, folks are are looking for that like it's you know i've been told you know that that i've been that people appreciate me showing up in a hoodie and like a pair of jumpers and sneakers and not looking like like every every jackass that shows up every four years you know what i mean like i've been told that this like that like 
that this is very important for it's important for me to be honest like you know i can like get yeah, i have a bullshit detector so i can tell you know who's who's full of shit and like who's like you know who who's who's doing the real work so it's you know and and if you if you're not aware of that you know what i mean you're gonna get crushed like people will grill you people will like especially in the west end you know what i mean it's like you know it's like like people here are loud man they're you know what i mean they they you know they they speak what's on their mind so like if you can't handle that then you know like don't run here you know, yeah go to go run in i don't know like in st norbert or something because it's you know that's what you're gonna face is like you're you know if you start start speaking like above their language comprehension you've already lost them you know what i mean and i feel like i'm going to all sorts of places and like people will have told me they're voting for the first time and they're voting for me because I don't you know, pass myself off as that person that came from, you know, like from the university to ivory tower pipeline. You know what I mean? I've come from punk rock, like you folks, you know what I mean? Like the music scene. So yeah. it's like, it's a completely different pipeline of how to get, how to get to where Nat and I are right now. Well, and just to bring it back to that too, because you know this is a music show, <laughs> and there's obviously the connection between music and politics for sure. But how much of that that scene that 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 growing up in a community in a community where people you know have not necessarily similar ideas, but I mean, especially the punk scene, for example, it, it's it's a thing. It's not just like hey, we all play in bands. There, there's a, a togetherness about it. At least there was when we were younger. That kind of uh, really is memorable. Like I think most people who came out of the the punk community specifically have this kind of idea of that's where they're from that's what their identity is even if they're 65 years old now and they're working in a bank or whatever there's there's something within them that still comes from that kind of sense of community do you feel like um that music scene whether it's punk whether it's anything really hip-hop it doesn't matter has that kind of that is something you'd like to see in the community as a whole, like that kind of togetherness and, oh, and, yeah, and yeah. support for each other. I think like the best, the best part about punk rock is, is someone falls down in the pit, everyone picks them up. Right. And I think that that's, is that sort of what you're hoping to see as candidates in the city? Yeah, I'm for sure. Like I, the ethics from the punk rock seat are like, are driving my campaign. Sure. The do it yourself, get it done, you know? Um, and just like, like, just don't give up. You're going to do, because what what I've experienced, and like a new folks experience, like we've seen uh, progress of folks who just went and did it. You know what I mean? Just went and did it, and now they're touring the world. And it's yeah, just like yeah. it gives us all such pride and such love. And like, but all those folks had us, right? They had the community to support them through it, and like always, always going to their shows, always show, showing up for them. Um, and, and the only reward we we wanted was their success. You know what I mean? And it's the same like how like, you know, Nat and I are running, but we want to see the community success. This is not for us. You yeah. know what I mean? This is not this is not for for our, our, own, our own personal interests. We see the problems. We see the people we love being affected. All we want is the best for them, you know. So, yeah, definitely like being that and being that community. And it's like I, like I wish the world was more like that, you know, like honestly, because if we had especially like you know, between friends if there's a lot of love if there's a problem we hash out the problem you know what i mean and that's just the way <laughs> that's just the way it, it is because there's so few few of us yeah you know we can't lose one kind of deal so we have to we have to have yeah. transplant that into you know 
to general. Yeah, I mean, it. like for for me personally, like I don't have as strong as a connection to the punk scene as you two. Like my wife was very heavily involved, but like for me, I was always kind of like, you know, I, I mean, Winnipeg's a type of place too, where like you'd have all sorts of different bands on different bills. So like, you know, definitely play, played with punk bands. Definitely know a lot about the the history, and 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 I know a lot about the scene. Um, but yeah, like I yeah exactly what what Omar said. It's like music kind of teaches you like how to just go out and do something. Cause if you don't, then it's never going to happen. And so like, that's definitely an attitude that I learned from, from, from playing music, whether that's recording, whether that's going on tour, you know, trying to get gigs, whatever it is, if you don't go out and do it, then it's never going to happen. So, you know, that, that attitude definitely is driving this campaign, you know, uh, I looked around at who was running here and I'm like, eh, I bet I could probably do a uh, you know, more better job because no one was talking about the things that were really important. Community, um, you know, e- even even some of the big things that like everyone's talking about. Like uh, you can look at anyone in, in my riding or my, my, my ward. I got to stop saying riding. <laughs> but but in, in the ward, right, and like people aren't talking about like the big things. Like literally there's stats showing that people care about homelessness and they care about safety. And like there's other candidates. So I've seen their materials. They don't mention either of those words you know and it's like if 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 you're if you're connected to the community and you're willing to do the work then you know even if you don't win you're still going to make some serious changes and like that's the most important part it's like winning isn't everything in this case like would it be great hell yeah but like the most important thing is that you know Omar and myself and others who are getting involved for the first time are like putting out new ideas that need to be out there and to be seriously considered. And if we didn't do it, then, you know, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Maybe it would have, but most likely wouldn't have happened. So like, you just have to do it because yeah. it has to start somewhere. Right. Well, one of the, with, me, oh, sorry, with, our, with, with musicians, just come back with like with musicians, like you make so many mistakes all the time. Like to, to for perfection, right? So yeah. m- mistakes and failure is part of the game, right? So it's like, are there things that I should have done better in this campaign? Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. But that's not going to stop me from trying to achieve my ultimate goal, right? So it's like, you know, like being involved in music definitely like is that it's like, you know, because I, I feel it from a lot of people like who tell me who I think would be perfect leaders. And then tell them that they're really afraid of like this sort of stuff. But for now, now it's just like whatever. It's just like we'll just <laughs> add another note here. You know? <laughs> right on. So um, one of the things that sucks about doing these online versus doing them in person, like I used to, is that there's a time limit. And so uh, before I let you go, I, again, I'm not endorsing anyone. Vote for who you want, please. If you're listening to this, look up every candidate's platform in your in your war, your ward and uh, make sure that you know who who's who and and you're voting for the person that you support but i'm going to give you a chance to plug where to find your information online for each of you um so in case people live in those wards and want to check out more so let's start with omar what's the best way to find out about your campaign online uh go to my website www.ok the number four dmc.ca you can follow me on all the socials tiktok instagram facebook uh, Twitter at OK4DMC. So just find me there. Uh, connect with me. Like, I'm very fast at responding to messages. So, I mean, if you have any questions, comments, or, or guidance, you know, link link me up. Cool. And that? 
And for, for me, uh, Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, four, the number four as well, Minarski. It's a little tricky. It's a Polish name. So M-Y-N-A-R-S-K-I. So NatalieForMinarski.com. That's the website. And uh, my handle and everything is at Nat, N-A-T, four, number four, Minarski. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on the Facebook uh, I'm not on uh, not on TikTok, but uh, you know, but, but the other ones people can the, find the you. The, you can find me, yeah, and, and like like Omar, send me messages, uh, DMs, emails. I respond. I, I I I'm kind of a an email responding fiend. So like if if I get something on you, like I'm gonna respond to it. So awesome, yeah. awesome. 